When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Twisty Pod. I am your host, Taylor Woods. It's so lovely to have you all back. This is probably the most exciting episode that I have ever, ever recorded, and I am beyond happy to be introducing you to my first ever guest on the Twisty Pod. This was something that I was very adamant about wanting to do in the second season, wanting to bring in some amazing people that hopefully both you and I can learn from, somebody that inspires me and hopefully inspires you. So when I had the idea of bringing on a guest, the first person that came to my mind without a second thought, other than Keith, of course, was the one and only Janet Domahina, who I have happened to follow on Instagram, on YouTube for quite some time now. And I think that you are going to absolutely love her. She also just so happens to be launching her own activewear brand, which is launching this upcoming Saturday, January 23rd. You'll hear all the details about it in this episode, but I just also want to give an extra hype up for her because I'm so beyond happy for this company, for her endeavors. I think she's the absolute greatest human being, and I think you're really going to love all that she has to say. So without further ado, I hope that you enjoy this interview. All of Janet's information will be linked in the description box for this episode, so definitely look her up, give her a follow. She's wonderful. I hope that you enjoy, and let's get the heck into this twisty pod. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Letting the audience in. Come on in, Twisty Pod. It's almost like we're pressing record. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I am so beyond pleased, humbled, honored to be speaking with the one and only Janet Domahina. It is an absolute pleasure to have you as my first ever guest on the Twisty Pod. Janet, how are you doing today? Oh my God. So, first of all, thank you so much for that introduction. I do not deserve it. I'm honored to be here. <laughs> and thank you. Hype yourself up. Oh, no, I, I'm the worst person. <laughs> so like, I need to learn how to hype myself up. But thank you so much for having me here. I am honored to be on this podcast. I've been watching you since the beginning, like since the beginning of your channel. So oh my gosh. I'm so honored to be talking to you like face to face and you know, through podcast form. So I know this is our first time actually speaking in person for all of the audio listeners. And you know, what is so funny is I similarly feel as if I've been following you from the beginning. I don't really know how that happens with, you know, your, yeah. your YouTube friends, your Instagram friends, whatever. But I specifically remember it was maybe at the start of 2020, sometime early spring or winter, and you posted your first ever I think it was a sweaty hit workout as a feed post on your Instagram. And I was like, that's it. She's skyrocketing. Like this girl's potential. She's amazing. And I don't know how like our pads had to cross, but I just knew from the very beginning, you just had this amazing, like infectious, beautiful personality that I was so drawn to. And that's a very unique thing to find on the internet that you just, you can tell how genuine you are, even from not knowing you in person. And that is so cool. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. And that's so funny how you bring that up because that was a scary moment for me, like posting my first workout to Instagram, especially because back then my Instagram followers were mainly like my friends and family and like of course all of that scary stuff. And when you're exposing yourself in that way to people, it's scary, but I haven't looked back since. And I'm so happy that I did that. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Because 
that was a monumental moment for me. Absolutely. I remember pressing like send on Instagram and just like shutting off my phone and throwing it to the side. Exactly. <laughs> what are my parents going to think? What's grandma going to see this? Totally. I know exactly what you're thinking. So for everybody who may not have the opportunity yet to be following you, what started you out on your journey or what is it that you love to share most on Instagram, on YouTube? Tell us a little bit about Miss Janet. I am a regular fitness enthusiast. I love all things fitness. I love fitness clothing, all that good stuff. And I document my fitness journey on YouTube and on Instagram. And I am currently the owner of Dreamy Fit, which is a fitness brand specializing in activewear, <laughs> activewear, loungewear, equipment, all that good stuff. And fitness has just been a part of my life since I was super young from cheer onwards. And it's just stayed with me throughout. So I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud to be able to follow a passion like this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it gets me going. It gets me really excited. So when was the first marker of your content? When did you start your YouTube channel? I know I mentioned the Instagram. That was, a I want to say beginning of 2020-ish, but when was your first, all right, I'm going to make a YouTube channel and I want to make videos about health, wellness, fitness, et cetera. Okay. So I've had many channels growing up. (laughs) Like I had a YouTube channel when I was super (laughs) young and I did skits like so many other people in our age range totally gets with my sisters and stuff like that and then I had another channel in college where I was a little bit more mature but I did like hair videos and Mm -hmm. stuff and that's so cute I was never consistent and I always wanted to be and I honestly regret so much not being consistent back then because that was a big time for YouTube Mm -hmm. but um, in August of 2019, I started my channel after my fiance, the best fiance ever. He purchased me a camera. Now, don't be like me. If you want to start a YouTube channel, just start it on your phone. Like, don't wait for the equipment. And totally. my fiance had heard me talking about it all the time. And he was like, you know what? I just want her to start it. So he got me the camera. Wow. Yes. Props to Michael. Fiance of the year. Yeah, he gets a lot of props throughout, like, a lot of these monumental moments in my life. So um, I started the channel and in August of 2019. And at that point, I was 35 pounds heavier than I am today, which it's really, really crazy for me to say. I was ready to make a change. I went back and forth between wanting to share my journey because it's scary Absolutely. sharing a journey like this, being vulnerable on camera and people judging you and judging whether you stay true to it or not. So mm-hmm. I went back and forth between that. I said, maybe I can just, you know, start a vlog channel and do vlogging. But I ultimately made the decision to just start sharing fitness content. I wasn't super open about it in the beginning. If you scroll down to like the very beginning of my channel, I posted like one video when I lost the first 10 pounds. Oh wow. And then after that, I after a month, a couple of months later, after I lost 20 pounds, I posted another video. And in between that time, I was posting, you know, activewear reviews. Mm-hmm. I was slowly losing the weight, but I was keeping that journey really personal to myself because I just wanted to stay focused and I just you. didn't want to share. I just did not want to share. Yeah. But if you look at those videos, you'll just slowly see me losing more and more weight. Absolutely. Then once I lost the weight, I was way more comfortable with just sharing more about my journey. And that's when, you know, I started sharing all the challenges, of course, quarantine challenges, all that good stuff. That's when I was able to actually just let loose and just share, but it wasn't easy in the beginning. <laughs> Going on a fitness journey is not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. You go through so many like <sighs> depressive moments where you're just like, I just want to eat what I want. Absolutely. And, yeah. <laughs> well, and I mean, it's, obviously, like you mentioned, such a vulnerable thing, but Mm -hmm. because you were so courageous, you now have almost like this little virtual diary that shows your progress, shows your mindset. Maybe when you were only 10 pounds into your goal weight, whatever it might be that you Mm -hmm. can look back on and be so proud of that you've gotten to your goals and that you've achieved where you want to be in this moment. Yes, I definitely am. I definitely look back on that often. Because right now, you know, during the holidays, I indulged a lot. <laughs> and 
As you should. Yes, as we all should, definitely. (laughs) I indulged so much. It was great. But, you know, now I think it's, I'm in a different place in my life because I know how to get back to that point. I know what I need to do to stay on track and be on track. So it gives me less anxiety when I gain a couple of pounds back. I just want to just be healthy and happy. Absolutely. I think one of the things that stood out to me the most when I've been watching your channels is that you have a very healthy approach to your weight loss journey and you offer very, very helpful tips specifically when you're talking about how you set your goals, you don't promote doing everything all at once, but rather making one change at once, sticking to that, nailing it, and then moving forward. Mm -hmm. That's something that you instilled from the beginning of your fitness journey that you knew that you just needed to do one thing, whether it be nutrition, whether it be your water, and then add on the 16 other laundry lists that you (laughs) were thinking of in the back of your mind. Do you know, was that something that you needed to do from the beginning? Oh, no, I didn't know to do that from the beginning, which is why like every single time I've tried to go on a fitness journey (laughs) ever since I gained the weight, because I mean, I hadn't, it hadn't been that long between like the ages of 24 and 26, that's when I started, by the way, I'm 27 right now. Perfect. But um, between those, you know, two, three years, that's when I really gained a lot of weight. Like I was fit my whole life. And then like, after I graduated college, I went through this weird time, like so many others. Totally. Which is not talked about enough. Not talked about enough at mm-hmm. all. No, post-grad depression, just feeling like you are an imposter, like not knowing who you're supposed to be, where you're supposed to go. And right. I gained a lot of weight in between that time gradually. And before I knew it, I didn't know where to go next. I was sitting there like, girl, you have to lose weight. I just don't know what to do next. So back then I would just tell myself I'm going to do all of these crazy things. And I would literally fail every single time. Like I would try to do water drinking and eating super clean and working out five, six times a week. And of course doing all these things. And I would fail every single time, every single time. And it wasn't until my 26th birthday, we went to go float the river, which is big here in Texas. Everyone loves floating the river. I've always heard that's a very fun activity. (laughs) It's so fun. (laughs) It's so fun. I love floating the river. It is the best summer of course summer thing to do here in Texas so I did that for my birthday I had a bunch of friends come out and I just was so discouraged at how I looked mm. in the bathing suit and I know this sounds horrible but like I was just so discouraged and at that moment I was like Janet I'm tired of hearing you speak about yourself like this. I'm tired of the self-loathing. Like you got to make a change. You've got to, you got to do it. So I took a different approach this time. I sat down and I tried to write down like, what is making me fail every time? Cause I want to do it. I just don't know how to. So then I just made it a point to just do one thing at a time. And without even realizing that I was doing it, honestly, it just ended up working and it just wow. stuck. Yeah. And I focused on my diet for about a month or two. Then I got a gym membership. Then I moved into water drinking. And then like, before you knew, I knew it, I was in the best shape of my life. So wow, just taking it and it didn't happen overnight, obviously, (laughs) a couple of months to get to that point. Because when you're going, you know, moving that like that, it it takes a while, but right. it's worth it because you just learn the habits and your body gets used to it. And it's not just like this one extreme to the next. It's taste. Of course. Something else that you do on your channel is a little bit of a spill the tea series. Oh, yes. It's a, a cute little mm-hmm. snuggly by the fireplace, yes. little mug in hand. Absolutely <laughs> love it. Do you enjoy doing that type of series because you can take the time to almost break down those stigmas that are shared in the fitness community, especially in regards to losing weight, maybe not sustainably or not following those myths that are thrown around left and right. What do you love so much about doing those types of videos? Yeah, I honestly love it because I didn't know that there's too many people doing it at the time when I was going on my journey. Totally. I I didn't know where to find that. I didn't know where to look for it. Mm -hmm. And 
I really do wish I had that type of guidance when I was going through my fitness journey. I wish I had that type of guidance because everything that I read was like, you had to be one extreme or the other. Mm -hmm. Like it couldn't be, you can't have both. And it's okay to take it slow. It's okay to focus on one thing. I just wanted to give the advice that I wish I had. Of course. While I was going through my fitness journey before. And it's my favorite thing to do. It's the most comfortable thing for me. I really just love sharing whatever I can, just teaching. I feel like teaching has always been embodied in my soul. Yeah. And if it helps one person, it, that's just the most important thing. Of course. And for everybody listening to Janet doesn't mess around with like the clickbait, like that kind of stuff. It's real. It is the real you're giving out real facts and they're good. You don't give any attention to all of that BS to put it kindly. Yeah. Because it's not necessary. It's almost it. Weight loss is very simple. It should be simplified. It should be very, very easy. You shouldn't be stressed. You should You know, I try to stress the importance of your mental health throughout your fitness journey because my mental health played a huge Mm. role in why I gained so much weight back then, just not taking care of myself physically and mentally. Now I just have different habits, checking in with myself daily. I've started journaling daily and that's a new thing that I just- Good for you. so happy. It's a holistic approach, definitely. As it should be. And you, you also mentioned that you're very keen to be a teacher in many aspects of your life. So you're currently a teacher in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, something that I can relate to very close to my heart is also you have a background in cheerleading as well. Yeah. And you're a cheer coach. Yes, ma'am. How has your experience with cheerleading shaped you, shaped your life, shaped even your interest in fitness? Has it gone as far back as you starting cheerleading when you were a little girl? Or was it something that you didn't think about because you were in such an organized sport? Talk to me about everything cheer, everything Texas cheer. Yes. So I did start competitive cheer as a very, very young child at eight years old. And like we were saying before, um, most people here in Texas start way younger than eight. And I cheered at Cheer Athletics. I don't know if you've heard of CA. They're huge. Yes. I <laughs> cheered at Cheer Athletics before Cheer Athletics was Cheer Athletics. Like My mouth is on the floor. <laughs> yes. Yes. I cheered at CA and I was there uh, at the very early. Yes. That's one of the greatest cheer companies, cheer programs in they the country. Are. They've been at the top since the beginning, since Good I was there. You. Yes, I was there when they opened their first gym, like when they were in their first gym um, in Dallas, Texas. And I stayed there for a couple of years, I did school chair for a couple of years. Wow. Then when I went off to college, I decided to focus on my studies because I was supposed to go to school to be a doctor and all that good stuff. But yeah, cheer has been a part of my life from the beginning. In fact, I'm currently a full-time cheer coach, which is really, really rare. Not many school districts have a full-time cheer coach position. And I'm very thankful and grateful to be in the role that I'm in right now. But cheer has just made me put my health first throughout my whole life. But I'm very grateful that it wasn't ever super obsessive for me. Like being a certain size mm-hmm. was never obsessive for me. I was never, you know, I'm thankful to never gain a disorder from being a part of this world because this world is brutal when it comes to appearances. I feel like you have to have pretty thick skin when it comes to cheer or not to affect your mental health growing up and all of that great stuff. So I'm really thankful that the pressures of being perfect didn't affect me in a negative way growing up. And it's actually helped me to be more conscious of, you know, how I look and whatnot. But I definitely have some crazy stories from when I was a cheerleader, because I don't know if you can tell, but I'm really short. I'm four foot 11. Being super short and petite, I've always you know, I've always been short and petite, but I've always had a very muscular body because of cheer. So sure, I was a flyer by default because of my height. Of course. Not because I'm like this stick thin girl. And I can remember situations where, you know, I got out of my stunt group, whether we like switched out flyers or whatever. And the stunt group that I was flying on 
making comments like, oh my God, this girl's way lighter or, oh my gosh, this is way easier right after we switched out, right? I mm-hmm. vividly remember statements like that and just feeling like, oh my God, I don't even want to switch back out so I can hear them just grunt and right. make it feel like I'm like the most heavy person in the world. And that stuff sticks with you. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. You? Totally. That's such an impressionable time in your life. Mm-hmm. And children our children. And, you know, now being an adult and being in that world, I see, you know, they're learning too. They're growing. They don't realize, you know, the stuff that they say can affect someone. Luckily, I wasn't someone that would go home and just be like, oh my God, I'm so heavy. I need to change. No, it, once I heard it, I was like, okay. And then I just kept going. But Good for you. I understand how that can have an effect on people like a hundred percent. And it's not corrected as much as it should be. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, now being a coach, coaches don't always hear things like things will happen in my environment. And a parent will come to me with conflict. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know that was happening. Wow. I did not hear that. I'm so sorry and have to fix it. I say all this to say like the cheer world is not for the faint of heart. It's not easy. But it definitely has molded me into the person I am today. It's given me really thick skin. Of course. But I'm not, I can't lie and say that. I still don't think about things that have happened back then and the things I would hear. And And I think it's easy to think sometimes about those experiences, but Mm -hmm. also important to remember, of course, you're in the sport for this long because it's meant so much to you. And it's been such a positive part of your life. And that's Mm -hmm. why, you know, it kind of keeps circling back year Mm -hmm. after year, you know, it it follows you even as a 27 year old. And I'm also curious because you mentioned cheer is so big in Texas. So Mm -hmm. I know you can only speak to obviously your experience. I'm not sure if you've lived in different States before, but Mm -hmm. what do you think makes it so embedded in like Texas culture or what is so um, unique about like the force that is cheerleading in Texas? I want to say it's the glitz and the glam people down here really love, I'm going to start talking like country accent. We love glitz. (laughs) We love glam. I love it. it. Most people here live in like the suburbs. We don't really have huge like urban cultures here. And I say urban, I mean like city life. Sure. That is the thing to do. Like sports are the thing to do. So if you have, Mm -hmm. I hate, I'm not trying to, you know, push gender roles, but if you have a son, they usually play football. And like when you have your daughter, you put them in dance, drill team and cheer. And those are the events Mm. parents like going to. They love to see their daughter grow up and go from peewee to competitive and see that growth and come homecoming court and all that good stuff. Mm. Texans love the glitz and the glam just embedded in us. Don't you often have rhinestones on the competitive uniforms as well? Mm -hmm. Glitter, rhinestones. I don't know if y'all do like you, were you born and raised in Seattle? I was born and raised in California. That's where I did all of my cheerleading did y'all do like mums in high school I know this is like really really like strange but I've always like heard that like mums are text okay that's so weird to me so like mums mums are basically like a homecoming tradition where you have this like huge like fake flower with ribbons hanging off of it and bells and whistles I'll have to send you a picture yes (laughs) that is so funny I'll post it on the twisty pot instagram Texans love glitz and glam. Homecoming, we have these big ceremonies with our moms. and That is so funny. <laughs> it's really, really interesting. So you wear it as a sash at homecoming, the homecoming game? Yes, you wear it to school the whole day on the homecoming day. And people take pictures of their mom. And people have huge, extravagant moms with like maybe three flowers and like wow. lights and whistles and bells. It's crazy. That's so funny. What do you think 
has changed your mindset or how have you thought about cheerleading differently as a coach now, like being on more of the parent side or seeing the girls with the mums and things like that? How has that changed your perspective? Gosh, that's a really great question. Because when I came into this position, I really was expecting something different. Like I was so excited to get back into the sport and I was so excited to go back to my roots, but I didn't look at it as an admin role almost. Like Hmm. essentially this is a big admin role. You're dealing with a lot of paperwork. You deal with a lot of conflict. Like, let me tell you, cheer coaches (laughs) are the best at making it look like there's nothing happening behind the scenes because there's so much that happens behind the scenes between paperwork, between drama, between, Mm -hmm. I could, I could get tossed out by a parent and just walk out to cheer practice and no one will know it. Big old smile on your face. Big old smile on my face after getting cussed out by one of my girl's parents. Like cheer coaches are the best actresses and actors ever because you deal with so much. There's so much that goes on when you extinguish one fire, you're moving on to the next. I love coaching. I love the experience, but I think I was naive to behind the scenes. Like I was very naive to what goes on behind the scenes. It's not just about the sport itself. It's not, I wish it was, I wish it was, (laughs) I wish it was just about, you know, uniforms and choreography and all that good stuff, but it's changed me. It's made me stronger. You're so right. I'm still very thankful for the position that I'm in. Props to you because that sounds like a very, like you're saying, you have to have thick skin to be a cheerleader. It sounds like even thicker to be in the coaching role. So props to you for excelling because I know that you have, even though I haven't seen your team, I just know that they're probably top-notch queens of Texas. (laughs) I love my girls. I love them so much throughout everything that's happened through this pandemic. They have just looked at the positive side and just have stayed positive through it all. Props to them. Love you girls. If y'all are listening. Yes. (laughs) Hey girls, what's up? Hey girls. Love (laughs) y'all. We love you. Now I know you can't speak on their behalf, but what Mm -hmm. have they thought about you on the internet? (laughs) Because I'm sure it comes up. (laughs) Yes, it does. Um, When I first started my channel, I just told them because I'm not the type to just like tiptoe around. So like, yeah, they're like, coach, oh my gosh. And (laughs) they were some of my first supporters like hyping me up. That is precious. Yeah, they they love it. They love that I'm I'm following so many passions. They'll be like, coach, you do so much. And I'm like, I know, but I love it. I love doing so much. I do a million and one things but I love it. Keeps me busy. I love to be busy. They just encourage me so much. And I encourage them to do the things that they want to do in life as well. I think in this culture and cheer, you're so you're expected to give all your time and attention to cheer. And like, of course, in the past, we've had that type of culture. And when I moved into the head coaching role, I wanted them to know that I want you to be multifaceted. I want Mm -hmm. you to have many hobbies. I want you to have many things that you're passionate about. And I want you to follow those passions. So don't ever think that, oh, you can't be in band because you're a cheerleader. You can't do this because you're a cheerleader. No, follow your dreams. And yeah, I love to be that example for them as well. Well, holy crap. I wish you were my coach. (laughs) But speaking of your passions, you are so hands-on in so many different realms, particularly dreamy fit. Now, for those of you that don't know, Janet and her fiance, Michael, are you the only two business owners currently? Mm-hmm. Yes. Janet and Michael are launching Dreamy Fit, an active wear, incredible, incredible brand that just looks like quite literally the dreamiest fit of clothes oh, that I could have ever imagined. So I genuinely mean that. Let's just even start like from the beginning, because yes. I want to hear all about this process. Yes. The active wear line is launching next week, the yes. 23rd. Is that correct? Yes. On next Saturday. Yes. The 23rd. I'm so excited. So what brought you to even wanting to start an active wear brand? Why was that something that you felt called to do? Oh, I love that you say that. I love that you say felt called to do because I was literally called to do it. 
And let me just go back to the beginning. So I have always been very, very interested in just very obsessed with the fitness world, fitness brands, fitness athletes, all of that Mm. good stuff. And constantly talking to Michael just about everything. I'm he's he's the person that hears my thoughts. He's the person that hears me ramble all day long. Of course. And for so long he was like, you know, first with my YouTube channel, baby, you need to start your YouTube channel. You talk about it all the time. Just start it. Just start it. Just start it. And then it was like, babe, like you talk about starting a fitness brand all the time. You need to start it. You need to start it. And I would just sit there just being like, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know, I don't know anything about this industry. Like I want to do it. I, I, I have the vision. I have the talent. I'm very creative. I just didn't know where to start. And I was extremely busy. Like I am a full-time head coach. Mm-hmm. We have a million competitions a year. Of course. Last year we had three big competitions and I just never felt like I had the time to dedicate my energy to it. So this time last year in January, at the beginning of January, just something was just sitting heavy on my chest, on my shoulders, on my heart. And I just did not know what it was for days, the first couple of days in the year. Really? And I remember just talking to Michael, like, I just feel weird. Like, I just feel like there's something that's just, I'm being pushed in a weird direction. I just don't know where it was really weird. It was a strange time. At that time, I just had, it wasn't anxiety, but it was almost like that feeling of anxiety. Like there's just something sitting on my chest. I actually have text messages right here. One of my really good friends in high school, she sent me a message on January 6th and we don't talk often, but She sent me a text message and she said, you are in a part of my dream and I just feel that your next big moves are going to be extremely crucial to your future and your wisdom from that experience will bring breakthroughs to the people in your life as well as you. And I was just, you know, we were going back and forth in text messages and I was telling her, yes, yes. I screenshotted this message because there was just something that was sitting heavy on my heart back then. And I told her, I was like, that is so crazy that you texted me this because I've had these strong feelings. I'm not a super religious person. Like I'm religious, but I'm not like overtly religious. And I hate to like throw this out there, but I told her, I was like, I feel like God has been trying to push me somewhere, but I just don't know where. And she just told me, you know, you have so many talents and you're creative, just, go with it. Whatever it is, you just need to go with it. I just pondered that for a couple of days, but I couldn't at the same time because we had a major competition in Dallas coming up this Mm -hmm. January. And then we had nationals at Disney World that year too, that next month. (gasps) Yes. Yes. Such a fun competition. It was so fun. It was such a good time. (laughs) Once we got back, like that was just still sitting heavy on my chest and the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm me like so many other people I was like I think this is my chance like I think this is a time where I can actually do what I want to do oh my gosh my heart is pounding (laughs) I know I know it's crazy because when you said like what called you to it I felt called to it at the beginning of January it just Mm -hmm. there was just something that was happening there was something that I needed to do Right. I started doing research. I now had the time to research the industry, research all the things. I made mood boards on Pinterest, really thought about like what my vision was for the brand and how I wanted it to come across to people. And I made sure to stick to that vision once we went into the design process. I wanted the first collection to just be a mood, to be a dream. And there's this one day when we were like driving down 35 here in Austin. And it was a, it was just one of those really good days. Of and course. It was just the sun was setting. And I looked at the sky and I was like, I want our first collection to emulate a sunset, like just the colors in the sunset, like that pink, that blue, that mauve, like it's just so calming to me. And it, mm-hmm. it just looks like a dream. And from there, when we were doing like the design process and once we like finalized what fabric we were doing for the fit collection, 
those were the colors that came to mind. Mm -hmm. We got the samples in and it just looked so good together. It just looked great. And most people have like, you know, multiple tries at this, but I just felt very confident in it. And our sample process for those colors. Yeah. Like I just was sold on it. I was like, this is it. And of course we're going to expand, but I wanted our initial launch to just be very uniformed and to just be a mood. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to stay true to my mood board. That is what we're launching next weekend, the fit collection, as well as other things like, you know, our bands and stuff. So yeah, (laughs) that was long and winded. I'm so sorry, but no, I loved every second of it. I'm so captivated. (laughs) Sorry. I didn't want to miss that. You said bands as well. You have resistance bands additionally resistance bands yes so we're gonna have a long band that is good for amazing whole body upper body and then we have a glute band that is also launching and how did you come to decide what styles of sports bra leggings what you know you thought was going to flatter many different body types things of that nature how did you decide what style you wanted good question good question so for the fit collection I knew I wanted to launch with a performance legging I want it to be a performance fabric um Mm. nothing it's not brushed it's not like the softest material it is very much a fabric that is intended to keep its shape to keep its structure really good for high impact workout exercise. Love it. Yeah. That was just my first goal for our first launch. So I tried out different things like look and listen, I do not have a background in fashion. I (laughs) went to college for biology. So this was a process for me, but I just want to say that anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. If you want to start something in the realm of fashion, do it because you are capable of teaching yourself. It takes a lot of trial and error. It takes a lot of testing in the fabric yourself, testing um, the leggings yourself to see what you like. And it was just very important to me that all I wanted to wear was Dreamy Fit, of course, because Mm. it is my brand. But like, if you don't like your own brand, then. Exactly. <laughs> but you want to be mad when your dreamy fit is dirty. You want to be yes. it. That's my favorite one to wear to the gym. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I wanted that for myself and obviously for other people. So that of was course. the main goal. And that is, that is the goal that I'm sticking with, with every collection. I want to have, I want to have a performance um, legging. I want to have a yoga legging. I want to have like just different realms for different areas in our lives because I'm not one person who sticks to one type of workout. Like of me and you were like the same. We do so many different totally. things. We do yoga, we go walking, we do Pilates. Of course. Like I'm very, very multifaceted when it comes to working out. <laughs> I love it so much. And I don't need to, I guess, completely dive into, I suppose the businessy things. You have an incredible YouTube video that basically explains how to start a small business for people who have no idea how to do so. I even found that so helpful step-by-step exactly for Mm -hmm. people that need step one all the way up into the designing phase Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So if you're somebody that's interested in that, absolutely check out Janet's video on that end, LLC, even the the social Mm -hmm. security number for a company. I'm like, what? The business stuff that you don't think about that is so important. And I'm so thankful for Michael because Mm. he he deals with a lot of that stuff. He deals with a lot of Love that. the legal stuff, LLC, EIN, taxes, money, finances, making sure I'm not spending more <laughs> than I should be because if I could, I would, man. <laughs> is this going to be a launch that is um, set in a limited quantity? I don't know how to phrase that correctly. Yes. So we have decided to set it at a limited quantity just to gauge of course, our audience and stuff. It's really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very expensive. And we are financing this all on our own, wow. Michael and I. And we chose to do that. We chose to not take out any loans or anything like that. And we are very grateful and thankful for our jobs and being in the position to be able to finance our dream. Of course. Yes, we are starting with a small launch, but um, 
we have quite a bit of inventory. I, I feel I feel like we have enough for our first launch. That's incredible. So where can people mm-hmm. find your first launch? That's going to be on the website, on Instagram. Yes. What's the best place to go? The best place to go is obviously follow us on Instagram because we do update as much as we can there. And um, you're, you can sign up for our email list on www.dreamyfit.com. And we will be launching the website on Saturday, but the website is up. You can go in there and add your email address to be a part of our emailing list. The official drop will be next Saturday where you can actually shop till you drop. So, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yes, I'll have I'm, all that information in the description box below for the podcast as well. What is the week leading up to launch like? Is it so hectic or are you more prepared than ever. What are, I, what are all of your thoughts right now? I feel pretty blessed because <laughs> like I said, before we even started recording, um, we are working from home for these next two weeks, which is so crazy. Right. And I'm so grateful for that, but we feel pretty ready. We've had our inventory in for a while now for a month. It's just been like, we're right now we're in the process of finalizing the website, organizing our inventory. So it's just a easy process. Once we start, you know, packaging and shipping orders and trying to be more consistent on socials. Of course. (laughs) It's hard with a full-time job, but right now I don't feel super stressed. I do spend a lot of time on this. However, um, like, I mean, I know you can relate 90% of my free time goes to all of this. Mm-hmm. I dedicate Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays to the business. And it's putting myself on a schedule has been so beneficial for me, especially while having a full-time job. That's been the best way for me to keep myself on track with things. So right now it's just finalizing the website. Mm-hmm. We've started it. It's looking good right now. I'm really, really proud of it because we didn't hire a website builder for this. We're doing it ourselves. Good for you. Which anyone can do it. You can do it yourself too. Shopify is an amazing website. Mm. It's so user-friendly. I love it. I do want to say for anyone who's starting a business, you know, really take this time before your launch to just be in love with your brand, fall in love with your brand. So sweet. You know, just take this time to really just be with yourself, be with your business partner Mm -hmm. and just basking it all because I know after launch, it's just going to get hectic. It's going to get hectic. We're already ready for our next launch and ready for the next. Mm -hmm. Like we have so many things already planned out and are ready to go, which makes me so excited. That's Mm -hmm. so incredible. And you're so right. It's so easy to think, oh, I have to think about this next launch. I have to think a year out from now, but this precious time, right? Those initial few days before you're going live, I'm sure Mm -hmm. is so precious. I'm sure it's so important to just Mm -hmm. be with Michael and celebrate your accomplishments that you've made Mm -hmm. so far. How important also is social media in regards to growing a small business, an online small business specifically? So important. It is so important. And I wish I did a better job at it. It is so hard, which is You're why. You're crushing it. Oh, no. Give yourself more credit. I'm serious. I try. Um, I'm really grateful. I, I say this. I think I've said this a million times in this podcast. I'm grateful. I'm thankful. But no, I'm thankful to already have somewhat of an audience, a very supportive audience already mm-hmm. and to pull from. It is so hard, though, trying to build your own personal brand. And building a brand for your like business, it mm. it is so hard. And that one of the one things I can't wait to do is like hire someone for social media. But I'm in the process of just trying to build myself as a brand, an entity of her own, Janet Domahina, and building Dreamy Fit's Instagram, um, socials, everything about Dreamy Fit. So right. I my content days are jam packed which is why I had to put myself on a schedule after work, Monday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are dedicated to the brand, to Janet Domahina, all of that. Sundays are con or not Sundays, Sundays are rest days. Saturdays <laughs> are full blown content days. I'm working from eight to five. And I know you, you already know this. It's hard to shut yourself off when you're working like this in social media. But I try to shut myself off at five o'clock on Saturdays 
to go get lunch or dinner with a friend and just enjoy the weekend doing several things at once, but I love it. I love, love, love it. I have been enjoying it so much. I'm so proud of you. And yeah, I, I love it, but social media is very, very important. Mm -hmm. I'm very blessed to already have, I mean, my YouTube channel isn't huge, but like, I'm very blessed to have like the small community that I have there to market dreamy fit too. And you know, Instagram, I usually I'm doing most of the marketing for dreamy fit on my own personal Instagram, because at the end of the day, although me as a brand are very separate from dreamy fit, I am helping dreamy fit grow as well. And as time goes on, definitely one of the biggest things that we're working on to launch for the summer is an athlete program, which I'm so excited about. This is one of the biggest things that we're working on right now. I'm obsessed with athlete programs. So cool. I'm obsessed with all of them. And I just want an athlete program, a community. That's so neat. And you know what the thing is? Mm-hmm. Even if let's say you have 50 followers or you have 500,000 followers, the loyalty is what matters mm-hmm. when it comes down to these things. Yeah. So even getting stuck in thinking, oh, small, whatnot, it's quality over quantity at the end of the day, because yeah. you have a very engaged, very loyal audience. And at the end of the day, mm-hmm. those are the people that are going to be most excited, most hyped and most interested yeah. in being, I don't know, a part of the dreamy fit. If there's a Mm-hmm. group name or something yes we're going to call us the dreamy community oh my gosh. She, she's already got <laughs> it all figured out oh I cannot wait to just build a community that's the communities for these types of brands are just the most important mm-hmm. thing if you don't have a community it's really hard for you to truly grow so that is one thing that we are working towards building and trying to take the steps towards cultivating a community that we can be present with where they feel like they're part of something much bigger than themselves and Absolutely. all that great stuff. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, we are so beyond excited for you. I think this is going to be the greatest launch. Like I mentioned, I'll leave all of her information in the description box. So you can find her for the website, for her Instagram, for Dreamy Fit's Instagram. I'm sure there'll be a, a beautiful community that is just flourishing beyond belief. And I'm so beyond happy for you. Janet, I am just absolutely so obsessed with you. And I think you and Michael are doing incredible things. You had the absolute cutest engagement, as in engagement together, proposing and whatnot. If you follow Janet, and I'm sure you will after listening to this, but go to her Instagram and then go to her highlights. She's got a little, (laughs) I'm totally hyping you up. Go to this highlight called Fiance, and it is all of her friends and family storying the experience, and it is the cutest thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I am so beyond happy for you. Congratulations. That was just a few weeks or months ago. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. It happened in the summer and whoo, did he catch me off guard with that one? No way. <laughs> yes. Yes. I mean, we had been talking about getting married and all of that good stuff. We went ring shopping. We did the whole shebang, but that was like in February and the mm-hmm. pandemic hit and I was just like, oh, why are we falling into a pandemic? Like this is definitely pushing back my engagement. Have you heard that TikTok? No, but that's so funny. <laughs> there was a TikTok that went like pretty viral where the girl's basically like, oh my gosh, like, I mean, I'm not even in a relationship, but this is definitely pushing back my engagement. <laughs> that's, that's definitely how I felt of around course. the time. That's so, so true. Um, <laughs> so uh, Michael had already had everything in the works. He had the ring for a long time, which is crazy to me. He proposed to me in July, the day before my birthday. <gasps> and yes, the day before my birthday, he proposed to me, which caught me off guard because the day before that, we went on a nice, like, dinner I guess it was it was kind of my birthday dinner but not really we were just doing a cute little date night it was super nice restaurant here in Austin I was expecting a proposal then and I was like oh didn't that didn't happen so I guess it's not gonna happen (laughs) and I had a birthday dinner planned with my friends we were all actually celebrating all of our birthdays together me and my two friends so 
it caught me off guard because I was going to dinner with my friends only and he showed up to the dinner. So your friends, of course, knew. Yeah. Okay. They knew. (laughs) (laughs) He was sneaky. So sneaky. But it was great because then on my actual birthday, when I had like a dinner with all of my like friends and stuff, it was like really great to just be engaged on my birthday. So yeah, but he bought the ring like in May. Like he had it for that long. He was waiting for the right time. Oh how do you have a ring for that long? (laughs) Hide it from you. Hide it from you. Oh, Oh, it was nowhere in this apartment. He had it at his friend's apartment. There was no way he could have had it here because I was at home, obviously, because of quarantine. He was working during the pandemic, bless his heart. But um, he couldn't leave it here because I would have found mm-hmm. it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much. We're so excited about just the engagement and just getting married. And we have so much going on. Right. It's absolutely so exciting. Yeah. I'm so happy mm-hmm. for the both of you. You seem like the cutest, most perfect couple. And I'm so happy to hear that everything's going so dreamy with dreamy fit. It just feels like an incredible match made in heaven for the company, for you both. It's been an absolute pleasure talking with you and you're so beyond wonderful. Do you have any final wrap up thoughts for the audience? I don't know if anybody listens to Jonathan Vanessa's podcast, but he always does a little wrap up at the end, kind of he says some sort of yoga phrase. Like if you just have like your one little two second outro that you want people to leave, remembering, not to put too much pressure, remembering Janet Domahina, what would you like to say? Oh, that's a good question. That is a really, really good question. Um, I guess my ending points from here, I guess would say, would be for me to tell everyone who's listening that it's never too late to embark on your passions and to follow your dreams and pursue those dreams that you have. And you should just always be inspired to be the best version of yourself at all times. Um, never feel stuck. You're capable of much more than you think that you are. That's, that's what I would say to everyone, because I wish I thought that to myself for a long time. My goodness. I have the biggest smile on my face. You're an absolute joy and absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. No, Taylor. And I just want to say thank you so much for having me here. I am absolutely obsessed with your channel. I'm always so inspired by your content and I love how consistent you are. I love how you are always pushing yourself to try different things. Thank you so much. And you have definitely helped me out in my like journey on YouTube and really like assessing my channel. Like, what can I do better? What can I do to like, just, you know, switch it up and be better. And you've inspired me so much. You are a queen. You are oh my a gosh. queen. Thank you for gracing us weekly on the tube. Thank you so you much. You crack me up constantly too. You're so sweet. Now I feel uncomfortable on accepting the compliment, but I'll just say thank you. You're so sweet. My beautiful, lovely first guest, Thank you so much, Janet. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Twisty Pod. I'll see you all next week. Don't forget to shop Dreamy Fit Saturday. Yay. Woo!